Well, good morning. We're so glad that you've chosen to join to worship with us today and uh, so thankful for this opportunity to be able to sing praises to God. I hope that you were able to enjoy that at home. I know God was working in my heart just singing those wonderful songs, grace, grace, God's grace, singing about the fact that He lives, that we serve a risen Savior. Isn't that good news? It sure is. I'm so thankful for all that we have in Christ and in our salvation in Him. And then we have the Holy Spirit. Whether you're here in the building with us helping to run the setup today or whether you're at home watching this from wherever you are, I'm so thankful that we can come together because we have God's Word and we have God's Holy Spirit and He can meet with us together wherever we are. Let's bow our heads and pray and ask God that He would bless our service today. Much to ask God about and much to pray about, so let's go to Him in prayer now. Father, we thank You for this day. What a blessing it is to be able to open Your Word, to find the same truth in there that's been there for generations, to be able to experience the work of Your Spirit in our hearts. Lord, we are full this week of emotion, full of questions, full of unknowns. Lord, we thank you that we have you. We have your comfort. We have your strength. We have your presence. Lord, you are with us. You've said where two or three are gathered together in your name, there are you in their midst. And Lord, we've gathered today as best as we know how. We're gathering through cameras, through cell phones, through televisions, all different ways. Some have even gathered here to help put this on today, Lord. But we've gathered together in your name. We pray that you'd work in our midst today. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, what a week. What a week. And I'm sure we have much more to come. But isn't it a comfort to know that God already knew what was coming this week? God already knew what was going to take place. And He already had a plan. I was reading this week in my uh, Bible reading about the story of the feeding of the 5,000 when Jesus was preaching to all these people and it came time to eat. And so he asked his disciples, how can we feed all of these people? But the Bible says that when he asked them, he asked them just to test them because he already knew what he would do. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who already knows what he's going to do. And God, this is not a surprise to God. God does not have any doubts about what is going to take place. In fact, God is in control of each and every circumstance around us. God has allowed things in our lives and in our country, in our world. And ultimately, we understand that all things are done for the glory of God. And we're looking forward to lifting Him up today. I hope you've already done that in song. And lifting Him up as we look at His Word together this morning. I hope that it'll be a help to you. I want to encourage you. I hope that you've been taking time with the Lord this week in your Bible reading and in prayer. Hopefully you found somebody else to be able to read God's Word with and you've taken some time to read back and forth with them and encourage them from God's Word. If you haven't done that, I would encourage you to find time to do that. Even if it's a family member at home, whatever you can do, maybe call somebody else in the church. What a blessing that would be to encourage them from the Word of God. Well, I want to give you a 
few different announcements here before we have our time of giving. Uh, giving time is important in any uh, time as we worship the Lord. It's part of worship. And uh, before we do that, though, I want to give you just a couple of announcements. Here on your screen, you should see a schedule, and we put this on Facebook. We'll email this out as well to you. But uh, just so you can see, on Sundays, we'll have our morning uh, service available on Facebook and YouTube. We should anyway. And uh, like you're joining us right now, so you don't have any problems with that. And then uh, in the evenings, uh, you should be able to join your Sunday school class, or if you're in the morning Sunday school class, you should be able to join that through Skype. We did that last Sunday. So if you have any issues with that, make sure to contact the church office because we want to make sure that everybody's connected as well as possible that way. And then also, boys and girls, if you haven't seen it already, uh, Mr. Josh put up a, uh, a junior church online for you to view as well. It's on our YouTube page. You should be able to find it there. You could watch it this afternoon or tomorrow or maybe even this morning if your parents are able to set that up for you. But I hope that'll be a blessing and help to you as well. Now, during the week, our midweek service, we will have that live just like we're doing this this morning, 7 o'clock. So I hope you can join us for that. And then our Awana. We did this this last Wednesday. We had a few things we were working out, but... That's all come together. You'll be able to see your lesson, and uh, the teachers are recording those things. And boys and girls, you can keep saying your Bible verses and sending those in, and uh, that'll be just a blessing to be able to spend time in God's Word together. And then I, something I want to add is a, is a prayer meeting during the week, more than just on Wednesday night. So if you are interested in joining up with this, make sure you text me or email the church, and I'll be sending this out in the church email as well. But uh, you'll be able to join us virtually for a prayer meeting. We're going to do this on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and we're shooting to do that at 11 o'clock in the morning. So maybe you can jump on for a minute while you're at work or something else. Uh, or if you're not able to get online with us and do it that way, let's purpose to take some time, each and every one of us, in prayer every day, for, for God to continue to do His work in our hearts and in our church. That'll be a wonderful time. Well, before we do our giving this morning, I want to give you a little update from one of our missionaries. Some of you met him over Skype during our missions conference. So meeting him over Skype and now seeing him uh, this, through this method rather than seeing him live will probably just be fine for all of us. This is uh, James Pridgen and his family. And uh, you should be able to see them there. They're ministering over in the country of Uganda. And uh, you got to hear some of his testimony back in January at our missions conference. And I'm so thankful for the work that they are doing. Lord willing, uh, they will be with us in November of this year. Actually, Lord willing again, live and in person here in our service. And so hopefully you'll get to meet him and shake his hand and spend time with him and not just have to view him on a screen. Uh, but I have a few other pictures of their ministry there. This next picture is a picture of their youth camp. Lots of boys and girls gathered to hear the Word of God, and I'm so thankful for that ministry. Uh, God has really given them a tremendous work over there. Uh, this next photo is a picture of their church service on Sunday morning 
And I don't know if you can see it from there, but in the, in the back of the room, you can see uh, Mrs. Pridgen there as she's signing. She's able to do sign language and communicate to those who are unable to hear as part of the service as well. And this next picture you will really enjoy. This is a picture of one of their church plants. Now, we've talked a lot about church planting here because our church began just about three years ago. Looking forward to celebrating our anniversary next month. And of course, you know we're in the process of helping to start another new church now. Well, I want you to see what God is doing and how God can work in His church. You know, a church is not about a building. We know that today, don't we? And a church is about reaching people for Christ, and it's a body of believers who've come together to worship God, and they can meet even in the middle of a field, with, and they've got a little cover there to keep the sun off. I'm so thankful for God's work of His church going forward, even there in Uganda. A couple more pictures here. Uh, this next one is a picture of all their boys and girls at their Christian school. They have a tremendous work going there, teaching and training children uh, from the Word of God. And then a couple more pictures here, the pictures of their family. This is some of their children working with one of their friends doing a puppet show. And then we have some of their graduates from the Bible college there. These are their most recent graduates. And then the final picture that you'll see here is uh, all of their students there at the Bible college. So, so thankful for the work that the Pridgens are doing. And I want you to understand as we give to missions, as we give our tithes and offerings, we're going to support the work here uh, with New Life Baptist Church, helping to start that downtown with our friends, the Pridgens over in Uganda and other people all around the world. And uh, thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Giving is going to be challenging perhaps for some as work changes, as, as the economy goes through all of this. And so I want to just encourage you to give as God blesses you and as you're able. And give us unto the Lord. And uh, trust that God will take care of you. Uh, we do have some options. Some of you have asked how to do that. Uh, you can give uh, just mailing your check-in. You can come and drop it by the office, um, uh, and that would be fine. Put it in the mailbox, that type of thing. Or you're always welcome to give online. And one person asked me this week, they said, but if I do that, doesn't that cost a lot of money? Uh, we have it set up, so if you go to our website, you'll see the the arisebaptistchurch.churchcenter.com. That's our giving site. It's a secure site, and you can give uh, by credit card or by bank transfer. Now, credit card, you do pay the credit card fees, but through bank transfer, it's 25 cents, which is cheaper than a stamp. So if you'd prefer to give that way, you can give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift, and uh, we'd encourage you to be able to continue to do that, to be able to carry on the ministry that God has given us here, but also as a show of our trust in the Lord to continue to take care of us. Everything we has, have comes from God. I said a while back about our uh, church business and church finances and all that. God has been so good to us. He's blessed us. We've had an abundance. But even if we don't have a lot, I'm so thankful that anything we have comes from God. And we will do our best to rejoice whether we have lots of money or we, whether we have a little bit of money because it's all His anyway. And we want to thank Him for it and use it for it, for Him. So let's pray and ask God to bless our giving. You're welcome to give over your phone right now or, or just take a time in your heart to pray. And whatever God lays on your heart, let's give to Him. Father, I pray that You'd use the gifts that are given 
Lord, they seem much more precious today maybe than they did even a week ago. Lord, I thank you even for the examples in Scripture of a little widow woman who gave her all. She gave her two mites. That was all she had. Lord, I'm thankful that we can give to you, and I pray that we would be wise stewards of the money that you give us to use to further the work of the gospel, the Great Commission, all around the world. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, let's take our Bibles this morning and let's turn to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. And I'm excited to be able to continue to preach from our series, Walk Worthy. Last summer as I was praying and preparing and thinking about what the Lord might have me to preach even going into this year, uh, this was the theme that the Lord kept bringing back to my heart. And as I was studying through the book of Colossians, I thought, this seems like where God is leading us. Little did I know. But how much did he know that this would be where the Lord would have us to be to walk worthy even in difficult times, to walk worthy and be faithful to him no matter what comes. And so while there are many different places in Scripture uh, that we could go this morning and that would apply to our current situation, where God has us in our next passage here in Colossians 2, I believe is right what we need for today to continue to live that God would have us to live and uh, how He would have us to live. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, just two verses this morning. Notice what it says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. I want you to notice verse 7 here. It says, Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Just two verses. But in these two verses, we are reminded of the importance of continuing to walk worthy. It's easy to start something. Probably all of you have started something at some time. You've maybe started cleaning your house. Uh, you started doing the dishes. You started the laundry. Maybe you started a project. It's a lot easier to start something than it is to finish something. And in order to finish well, and the scripture is full of truth of how we are to run our race and finish well, we must continue. And so in this passage this morning, I want to point out a few things and challenge our hearts about the importance of continuing to walk worthy. Verse 6 tells us this, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. We are challenged to continue in Christ. So he tells us here in this passage that we have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Let's take a minute and think about who we have received. Now you may read this passage and say, well, we've received Christ Jesus the Lord, right? Well, who is Christ Jesus the Lord? Well, first of all, we can see here we've received Christ. Christ, that's His name. It means He's the Messiah. He was the promised one. Yes, He was the one who was sent from Jesus to fulfill all the promises of the Messiah in the Old Testament. He was the perfect, unspotted Lamb. The Lamb without blemish and without spot, sent to die on the cross to forgive us for our sin. But even before he died on the cross, Jesus, as he lived his life on the earth, as he preached, as he taught 
the truth of who God was and what God's Word said as he verified these things that God had said and fulfilled these prophecies, Jesus helped the hurting. He healed the sick. He caused the blind to see. He raised the dead to life. And He saved the repentant sinner. I'm so thankful for the work that Christ did. Do you remember the man who came in and his friends lowered him down from the roof? Because he couldn't walk, they couldn't get him to Jesus, so they tore open the roof and they lowered him down to Jesus. What was the first thing Jesus said to that man? He said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Jesus forgave him of his sin. I'm so thankful that the Christ that we have received is able to forgive sin. But do you remember what the Pharisees said after Jesus told that man? He said, I, I forgive you of your sin. The Pharisees in their heart, they thought to themselves, well, who can forgive sin but God? So Jesus, to prove himself, he looked at those people because he knew their thoughts just like Jesus knows your thoughts right now. He looked at them and, and He said to them, Which is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or rise and take up thy bed and walk? And so to prove Himself, Jesus looked down at this man as He laid there, unable to get up, unable to walk, unable to get around on His own, and He said to that man, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And praise the Lord, that's what he did. That man, he, he, he got up off the ground and he took up his bed and he left rejoicing in the Lord for what God had done. You know, God didn't just heal that man physically that day. He healed him spiritually. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is able to forgive sin. Jesus is able to help the hurting, to heal the sick. I'm so thankful to know myself that I have received Christ. But he says we receive Christ Jesus. The name Jesus means Jehovah saves. Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus, the one who saves. Jesus is our salvation. So we receive Christ. We receive Jesus. And he says, who is this Christ Jesus? Well, he is the Lord. I think during this time of crisis, one thing that people must recognize, and I'm not sure that people really are recognizing, but I think as Christians, we better recognize this. And we ought to take every opportunity to declare this to the world that we live in today, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you have any doubt about that, before now, look at the situation in the world around us. We can clearly see that our financial system is not the Lord. Our government is not the Lord. The, the powers that be, the great minds, they're not the Lord. Because they're doing everything they can. And I'm thankful for all the work that they're doing. But for all their best efforts... People are still dying. People are still getting sick. There's still fear. There's financial ruin. My friends, we can't trust in those things. 
There's only one that we can trust in. And that's the one, if you're a Christian, that I hope you know in your heart that you've received. A lot of people claim to be Christians. Being a Christian is not about what you do, ultimately. It's about who you've received. Have you received Jesus Christ, the Lord? To receive Him, it's as simple as confessing your sin and asking Him to forgive you and trusting in Him as your Savior. If you've never done that, I would urge you to do that today. If nothing else causes us to think about death and struggle and ruin and unknown, let's take time to make sure our hearts are right with God. Have you received Jesus Christ, the Lord? He is the master of everything. He is Lord of all. He's the creator of all. He came as Messiah to fulfill God's promises of a Savior to His chosen people, the Israelites. And now He is Lord of all. I hope He's Lord of your life. So in verse 6, we're challenged to be reminded that as we've received Christ Jesus the Lord, then He finishes off with this phrase, so walk ye in Him. So we've received this Christ, this Jesus, who is the Lord. He's our deliverer. He's our Savior. Now He says, you've received Him. You've started, okay? A lot of people start out in their Christian life. Now He says, walk in Him. Continue. That means we're going to stay faithful to walk in Christ Jesus the Lord. Now, walking in Christ Jesus the Lord looks like this. Well, Understanding who He is. Well, He's our Messiah. He's our Savior. He's our provider. He's our hope. He's the one that gives us a future. He gives us a reason to live. This is who Jesus is. He's our deliverer, our, our Savior, our Master. So everything we have and everything we are, we must commit to Him and walk with Him in faithful obedience. Are you living in a manner of someone who is saved? I mean, think about it. If you're truly saved and you're trusting in Jesus, then what have I to fear? Like the song says, what have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Are you leaning on His arms this morning? If He truly is your Savior, if you've received Him, then walk in Him. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season... We shall reap if we faint not. He says we must continue in Christ. So the question is then, how do we do this? Well, in verse 7, he gives us three different illustrations of what it looks like to continue in Christ. The first illustration we see right in the first word of verse 7. It says, rooted. What does it mean to be rooted? Well, this last week, I went out and I bought some wood and I cut it to length and I screwed it together and I have to go now and get some soil and put in that box that I made and then we're going to plant some vegetables in that box. I've got, I went out this week and I got some flowers because it was time to clean up the flower bed and make it look sharp. And so this week, hopefully, I've got to go in and clean out all the dead stuff from last year that's died off and, 
and uh, refresh that flower bed. We're going to plant those flowers. But you know what's important when we plant those flowers? <laughs> that we get their roots in the dirt, right? And that we get water to those flowers. Otherwise, what will happen? They'll die. You know, when you first plant something, you have to secure it because the roots haven't gone in deep. They haven't held on tight yet. But over time, as you know, if you have a big, strong tree, it can withstand even great storms. Why? Because it has a strong root. So the first illustration we see here in Colossians 2 of what it means to continue to walk worthy in the Lord, to walk worthy of Christ, is that we must be rooted in Christ. Jeremiah 17, verse 8, demonstrates the importance of roots. It says here, For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green." And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. He's an illustration of a tree by the river of water. Think about this time. Would we consider financially around us, are we going into a season of plenty or a season of drought? Season of drought. As far as what's going to happen, what are we going to do? Is this a time of plenty or a time of drought? For most for many, perhaps, it is a time of drought. And yet he says, if we'll have a deep root like a tree that's by the river, when the heat comes, when the drought comes, our leaf can still be green. I'm so thankful as a Christian, as a believer, as one who's received Christ Jesus the Lord, as I continue in Him and rooted in Him, my leaves can still be green. I can still bear fruit for Christ. And God will bear fruit in you if you'll continue with Him. He gives the example of a tree, how it's rooted deep. We must be rooted in Him. Why? Because roots provide security and roots provide sustenance to the plant. Are you rooted in Christ? Do you find your security in Him, your hope in Him? Are you finding your security in Him? Are you getting all that you need from God's Word? Jesus Christ is the Word who became flesh. Are you finding your hope and your ability to live in Christ? He says we are to be rooted in Him. And then the second illustration is that of a building and laying a good foundation. He says that when you lay a foundation, you, you, we know that you've got to lay a strong foundation. The strength of the foundation determines the viability and the strength of the building that you build upon it. He says, rooted and built up in Him. This is the idea of a building that has a good foundation. What's your foundation on today? For some, their foundations are, have been wiped out. Or they're concerned that they're going to be wiped out. Their business was their foundation. Their job was their foundation. For some, their health is their foundation. And even now, this causes great questions about our health. Our safety and security in our nation is our foundation or our comforts are our foundation. 
we have only begun, perhaps, to learn what it means to live without some of the comforts we have been used to. What's your foundation? It says here that if we're going to continue to walk worthy, then our foundation must be in Christ. But how quickly and how easily we get moved off of our foundation and we try to put our root into something else or we try to build our life upon something else other than Christ and it never works out. Let's be thankful, even in a time of crisis like this, that God would allow something to remind us who and what our foundation is and what it ought to be. And may we return to the foundation that He has laid for us and may we be built upon it. You know, this doesn't just happen in an individual sense. This can happen in a church as well. There have been many churches started and have done well for a long period of time, but over time they forgot what their foundation was, that their foundation was Jesus Christ, and they got moved over here and found something else to occupy their time. Maybe it was the social justice or the uh, taking care of needy people. Well, God's called us to take care of those things, right? Absolutely, but not by removing ourselves from the foundation of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus left us with a very simple command to go and to make disciples, to preach the gospel to every creature. Now, quickly we forget what our core mission is, why we've been put here. And may we, during this time of difficulty, be caused to reflect and then return to the foundation of Jesus Christ. If we're going to continue to walk worthy, then we must be rooted in Him. We must be built up in Him. And then the third illustration is in the next phrase. He says, established in the faith. For something to be established is the idea of that there's a, a guarantee. It says it here in the verse, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. This is a guarantee of something coming to pass, that something is true, that something is that you can take confidence in. You're established. So in Christ, if we're going to continue to walk worthy in Him to... Uh, to walk in Him, then that means we understand that our faith is guaranteed by Him. I was thinking about this, and I wrote some notes here. When your faith is in Christ Jesus the Lord, it is a guaranteed faith. Do you know why? Well, think about this. Your faith is not guaranteed by you. Rather, your faith is guaranteed by the one you put faith in. You can put all the faith you want in your car, but if it runs out of gas, it's not going to run. You can put all the faith that you want in your chair that you're sitting on, but if somebody cuts off the legs, it's not going to hold you up. Your faith is only guaranteed as much as the one who you've put your faith in is able to guarantee it. And if we continue in Christ, this is the blessing, this is the hope, this is the encouragement. Our faith is guaranteed in Him because He is the one who will never leave us nor forsake us. He is the one who is always with us. He is the one who has all power. He is the one who is always good. He is the one that we are guaranteed in. We are established in because our faith is in Him. 
What's your faith in this morning? Who's your faith in? Is it in Christ? Well, we've seen these three illustrations rooted like a plant, like a tree, built up, like a, built upon a strong foundation, guaranteed, established in the faith. Are you continuing to walk worthy? Well, one great indicator of someone who is continuing to walk in Him, so walk ye in Him, continuing in Christ, is found at the end of verse 7 when he says, Abounding therein with, finish it with me, with thanksgiving. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You see, deep roots in Christ ought to produce an abundance of thanksgiving in our hearts and in our minds as we look around us and realize everything else is being washed away. Everything else is drying up, but because I have a root in Christ, my, I'm rooted upon Him and what He does for me, I find my hope in Him, in His power, in His character, in His purpose for my life. I'm rooted in Him. It ought to produce great thanksgiving in our lips. We ought to be praising God and thanking Him for all He's done for us. And we ought to take that message and share it with the world. A strong foundation in Christ also brings an abundance of thanksgiving. We sing a song, The Solid Rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, right? Jesus' blood and righteousness. All other ground is sinking sand. Are you on the solid rock this morning? There's the story in Scripture of the man that Jesus told this story of the man who went out to build his house and one man built his house on a rock and the other man built his house on the sand. And the rains came and the floods came and the winds blew. And boys and girls, you know the song, right? And the house on the sand went splat, right? But what happened to the house on the rock? It stood firm. It stood firm. And the last chorus says, So build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. So build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. So build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessings will come down, right? Thanksgiving is the product of a person who is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. But finally, we'll see here that then that guaranteed faith, right? That established faith, doesn't that produce thanksgiving in our hearts? When you have confidence that, yes, there may be pain, there may be suffering, there may be things that come into our life and we're not sure how we're going to handle it. Even this morning as I was driving here, I passed lines of people lined up waiting to get into the meat market to buy meat. I passed other people as they were rushing to get to the early time at the grocery store, hoping to find some necessities for their house. 
There's a lot of people running around trying to figure out. There's even rumors going around. Are they going to shut us down? Are we going to have to stay in our houses? What's going to happen? How am I going to work? I don't know, but I'm so thankful I have Christ. Uh, my faith is established in Him. It's guaranteed by Him. And He's promised to never leave me or forsake me. And if you're struggling this morning, if you're hurting this morning, if you're upset this morning, if you're concerned or frustrated, I want to remind you of what you have and who you have in Christ and challenge you to continue to walk worthy, to walk in Him. Because as everything around us is stripped away and falls away and washes away, the only thing that really ever has stood firm and stood strong is the Word of God. God Himself, Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit there to comfort us and to encourage us and help us each and every day. So, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Two little verses. There's so much truth here. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Have you received Him? Don't wait any longer. Receive Him today. Trust in Christ as your Savior. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I'm going to close in a word of prayer and then we'll have a song to finish out our service this morning. But as I pray, I want to pray for you, whether you're sitting here in the room with me this morning or at home. But would you help me with something? This is one of the challenges of not being together. Would you let me know how I can better pray for you? Would you send me a text or an email? Call me this week. I'll try to call you. But would you communicate with me this week and help me to know how better to pray for you? If God has worked in your heart, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior this week, if you trust in Him after hearing this message, would you let me know? I want to be able to pray for you. I want to be able to help you. We have a wonderful church full of people that would love to just encourage you and help you to know and to have hope in Christ. I'd love to take God's Word and answer any questions that you have. And even if we can't meet face-to-face, -face, I'll meet you face-to-face -face on FaceTime or any other way possible. But let's walk with the Lord. Let's serve Him. God's worked in your heart this morning. Don't just pass and go on back to your fears purpose in your heart. Ask God to give you strength. Reach out to me or to someone else who can help you to continue to walk worthy as you should. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd work in our hearts. Lord, I, I've been challenged by these verses. I've been challenged by this truth and I'm sure many who hear this will be challenged by it as well. Lord, I pray that you'd work in our hearts today. Help us not to just uh, mark this off as another Sunday or some weird thing where we had to watch it online or something else, but that you'd work in our hearts today. May we commit to walking worthy in Christ and of Christ in everything that we do. Thank you for salvation. 
Lord, if there's somebody here today that's never trusted you, I pray that they would do it today before it's too late. Lord, for those that know you as their Savior, may they recommit to walking in faithfulness with you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this service today, and thank you for this time together. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.